See, fail, fail, fail. Okay, fail. It's just, it's, not, it's just not my day. So here we are, another Friday. I, I don't, I don't, I don't even know what we're doing. Uh, no, you know what? Um, okay, no. In all seriousness, here we go. Here we go. All right, another Friday. I don't know if you guys know this, but in three days, it's going to be March. It's going to be March, twenty twenty one. Anui Domni, the year of our Lord. Like time is flying. Time is flying. And we're here for another conversation. We're, we're here for another Keep Calm conversation. Uh, and I am hoping that things go well. Uh, but uh, again, we're guys. Actually, when you say that, the March is coming up. Like we're also coming up not pretty quick on a year that we've been on here. Like, yeah, for sure. It, 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 like it doesn't seem that long ago that we did the first one that we even planned this out. And it, it's already coming up on that year. Yeah, I think if anything, that's the crazy thing is that March means one year of COVID of all the craziness that's been going on. But I'm hoping that you guys are doing well. How are you guys doing today? Well, I'm glad, first of all, that I was able to get off of work early. I wasn't rushing to get home or anything like that. So I know Martin was trying to talk, but he was muted. <laughs> Again, rookie mistake, bro. Rookie mistake, man. <laughs> I was like... Wait, what happened? Why can't you hear me? <laughs> that was my bad. That was my bad. Um, but no, no, I, I, I'll say something after you, Jason. What, what, what if you got to say? Uh, yeah, was, yeah, I'm just, I'm just glad that it's the weekend, um, and that it's Sabbath. Yeah, you know, um, uh, now that you mentioned a year, Mitch. Uh, um, so last Sabbath, Brent, uh, my wife and I, we were able to, to see that exactly last Sabbath a year ago, we were interviewed. Uh, when we flew here to to upstate New York, so um, officially March first, and if I wanted to be specific, the third week of March, I will have a year of being a pastor here in upstate New York, and a year into the quarantine because when the 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 COVID shut down the country, that's when I arrived. I arrived that Friday. <laughs> yeah, I remember. Like I, I remember talking to the guys. Like, are you kidding me? Like Martin just left, and this is going on. Yeah. Hey, yep. hey, bro, you have a unique experience, bro. No one else can take that away from you. No other yeah, pastor has been through this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that's exactly what my uh, um, you know, the pastors here, the president and the executive secretary, they they keep reminding us like, look, man, look, you can't be too hard on yourself. You you gotta understand that this is a special time because you came in, you were hired, you literally showed up, moved from another state to another from one coast to another coast, right on right with COVID right at your heels, basically. It's like you took it to New York. <laughs> Did you everything? Everything? Everything uh, came with you. Uh, so, in other words, leave New York right now, and COVID will end. <laughs> Actually, you know, everything didn't come. Didn't come with me. Uh, the only thing that that got here on time was on Sunday uh, of uh, that I arrived. My car got here by the grace of God, and then our mm. stuff didn't get here until almost two months later. Wow! Wow! Yeah, man. But you know, we're here. We're happy. We're, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're seeing the Lord's blessings, especially, uh, um, especially this year. For sure. You're, you're, you're grabbing onto Paul's words. I, I've learned to be content mm -hmm. in every situation. In every, in every situation, man. Exactly. <laughs> even, when, even two months later when my clothes and everything gets here. <laughs> you know what's crazy though? Like, like I, I was actually um, uh, talking to Priscilla about this, like, and I, like, I've just been thinking about it a lot. I was the last weekend before quarantine started. I was at a stadium, at a soccer stadium, just packed in with people. And I clearly remember the guy next to me sneezed 
obviously at the moment I didn't think nothing. I was just like, oh, it's a sneeze. And he turned to me and he tells me, I, he's like, it's it's he's like my nose got itchy. It's not COVID, I promise. As a joke, <laughs> he said it to me as a joke. And yeah. now come to think of it, you go to the store, you hear someone sneeze quickly, you see eyes like blurry at the uh, hey, how, hey, how crazy what was going on. How crazy is that? It's so funny that you mentioned that. I was watching a video. You know when you get sucked into those videos and you just keep watching food uh, uh videos after vi- videos. I was watching this uh it's called like Food Insider where people go and, and visit different places, you know, where where they have different types of food. And I remember in one part of the video there's these two guys. They're checking out a restaurant and they get a burrito. One guy goes like this, bites it, dips it in the sauce and passes it to his buddy, and he grabs it and bites it, too. He's like, oh, yeah, this is good. And I'm, like, thinking to myself, like, this is totally pre-COVID stuff. Like, like you start freaking out, like, dude, what are you doing? It's like everything changes now that you see, see these things, yeah. man. Literally, our world has changed. By the way, if I'm not mistaken, and I, and I just got to double-check this here, uh, but if I'm not mistaken, when we have our next conversation will literally be 365 days since the shutdown. Yeah. Right? Wow. Uh, yeah, it, it'll it'll be because the shutdown was March thirteenth. At least here in California, it was March thirteenth, thirteenth, <laughs> and so we're going to be on March twelfth. We're going to be live on March twelfth again. Uh, so yeah, our world has changed incredibly. Yeah, big time, yeah, it, big time. It's crazy. it's crazy. By the way, uh, Martin, because you know we love you, uh, I, I think we can actually put these comments on the screen now. And so <laughs> I, I, be, I believe that's your mom. I that's my mom. That's, yeah, that's your mom. All right. So. Uh, hi, mom. From 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 LA, there you go. From Feliz LA. By the way, if you are watching us, um, there was something wrong with the live chat at the beginning. It should be fixed now. So uh, feel free, uh, send us a happy Sabbath. Let us know that uh, you're watching and that uh, uh, you know that that the sound is coming in fine. We may be a little stuttery because we're still messing around a little bit with our settings with the new way that we're streaming. But we're hoping that overall it's going to be smooth. And at least if we get too stuttery or too choppy. Just close your eyes and just listen to our voices. I mean, either way, you know, uh, uh, Martin and Andrew have beautiful voices, and you will not go yeah. wrong. You do that. I mean, both of them sing, so. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know Andrew yeah. sang. I, I, we need what to hear it? Andrew sing. I, oh, I, yeah. I, have ne- I have not heard him sing. <laughs> I do not sing, brother. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Sing. For sure. So, um, so here we go, guys. Uh, we're going to jump into this conversation. Again, we want to welcome everybody that is joining us today. Uh, Jason, Andrew, Martin, last time we were live, we spoke about materialism. We spoke mm. about uh, money, greed, right? Is what we were talking about. And uh, and today we kind of take what would seem maybe like an odd jump, right? Like, like why are we jumping into this? But actually it makes perfect sense. Uh, because if you have a problem with money, if you have a problem with greed, if you have a, a problem with materialism, I'm just letting you know right now, like this is a... Um, uh, what do they call it? Uh, when when you reveal too much of a movie or something like that. What is that called? A spoiler. A spoiler. Spoiler. Spoiler alert. Okay. This is a spoiler alert. If you got a problem with money and greed, you're gonna get the mark of the beast. There, I just said it. All right. That's that's just, <laughs> that's just the way it goes, and, that, and that's kind of what we're exploring today. Uh, but we do want to jump into this topic of the mark of the beast. So wait, what are you saying is the mark of the beast? Then that's that's where we're going. That's where we're going. All right. Um. So uh, again, we want to make sure that. Uh, we have an interesting conversation today, but we want to begin first with a word of prayer. Uh, so with that being said, uh, Jason, can you lead us with a word of prayer to begin this conversation? Yes, sir. All right, guys, let's, if you guys could all join me in prayer, let's pray. Father God, I want to thank you, Lord, so much for another day of life. Uh, not just another day of life, Lord, but another Sabbath that has just started. 
And on and another conversation that we're having, Lord. Now you know that tonight's topic is one of of dire interest for many, Lord. But it's also for many, it's also confusion, Lord. I pray that you that your spirit fills us tonight, Lord. And that what we say not be our words, but yours, Lord, and that we guide uh every single one of the viewers uh to the truth that your Bible has. As for all these things in your name, I pray. Amen. 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 Once again, uh, thank you, Jason, for that. And again, if you are watching us live, uh, send us a message. I want to make sure that the chat is working fine. I believe it is. Uh, but uh, we just want to make sure that it is. Uh, and there's no issues there. So just send us a happy Sabbath. That, that'll that be good enough for us, you know, or just jump in on any of our questions uh, in the chat. That's always welcome. So, guys, here we go. Um, I don't know. Look, I, I, I was raised mainly Adventist. Um uh, you know, since I was four, basically before that, I don't remember anything. So I just say I was raised Adventist all my life. But I've realized that people are fascinated, fascinated with the Mark of the Beast. And I'm not even talking about people just at church. I'm talking about in general. In like general. there's something about the Mark of the Beast that really attracts people, that really just kind of, you know, gets people riled up and 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 excited. And so I, I want to ask you guys that, just kind of what your experience is and what you've noticed. Like, like ultimately... Why are people so intrigued, so fascinated by the mark of the beast? What is it that makes this topic so um, so so captivating, if I could put it that way? What, what have you guys seen in your own experience? More, more like I should ask the question, like how many of us when we were younger got scared at church thinking that we were going to get a microchip in our hands? I, I, I think that's, that's actually one of the questions because, I mean, at, from what I remember as being a kid – that was a huge thing growing up. That, that was something huge. Like the mark of the beast, like, Oh, it's coming. They just made a, they just made a visa card that you could put in as a subdermal implant. A, a microchip. Like, you're like, too far in the future, dude. I'll, I was thinking barcode. <laughs> wait, yeah, wait, yo, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Did you just say that I can actually put a credit card as a microchip inside of me? Yeah. That, that was at, at the time. And I remember like thoroughly reading the article like they were, Visa was literally experimenting with that. So you could just have it on you. Nobody could steal your identity. Cause it was, it was also at the time where identity theft was just like, it had just like was skyrocketing. Like out of nowhere, like people were just stealing people's identity. So they were thinking of doing that. That way nobody could steal your identity and whatnot. And then obviously like this later on to like what we use every single day now, which is like Apple pay and Google pay. Like that's what started that. Like now you have your phone and you do that, but like, that's how it started. It literally started like, as a, as a microchip, that would be a subdermal implant. Uh, that's that's amazing to me. I, I by the way, I've heard the barcode one. I just want to say I've heard the barcode, like like the like the six, six six was like integrated in like these two lines at the edge of a barcode. I gotta find a barcode just to find it. <laughs> Over here on the water bottles. Yeah, there we go. Look, there you go. There's a, there's a and so it's everywhere. I, I've heard that one. I, I I've heard that one. I think that's always captivated people's attention. Martin, I think we're waiting for you, brother. Oh, my bad. No, 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 no. It's because I'm okay. So I'm I'm answering also someone that wrote to me on Facebook saying that the YouTube chat wasn't wasn't responding. But then at the same time, I just got I got a I just saw a message that popped out on YouTube. So, uh, so if uh, I guess whoever is having issues with the YouTube uh, page, they can just you know refresh it. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. it should work. Um, but okay, so you asked a question, uh, like the microchip or not i didn't hear the microchip 
until much later because I mean, I grew up, I, like, I think like you did, uh, Mitch, uh, within the Seventh-day Adventist, you know, uh, frame of mind when it came to both Revelation and Daniel. Um, but I was one of, uh, one of those that I finished the Seminarios de Apocalipsis. Okay, twice. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I was maybe, maybe out of a handful of nine or 10-year-olds that was there basically with a book and, and writing everything and, you know, and like that, you know, uh, um, but it's crazy because then I, I could I could talk and and and, and recite or even me sure. by memory how you're, like you're the, the yeah without even looking at the notes. Now I have to constantly read this, and I'm just like, okay, Daniel says revelate. Okay, it actually, you know, I'm I'm like that, but um, I it, I didn't come to actually know these weird. Uh, these weird uh, um, ideas about revelation that included the microchip um, until maybe if I was in, in my late teens, because that's when I started to explore on the internet or what people said about uh, ap apocalypse, what people said about, you know, um, Armageddon, Armageddon, that's what I want to, to say. Um, so, you know, it's, it's been, it's been now, now when people look at not just the mark of the beast, but anything revelation, they kind of put it on the same level as as a conspiracy theory, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. Everything right now is blending into into that direction where where it's a conspiracy theory here and conspiracy theory here, and then how that links into the Bible and that with the Freemasons, and it, oh, it so gets true. insane, insane. The pyramid, the Illuminati, the <laughs> Illuminati, yeah, exactly. The all seen Earth, aliens, yeah, all that, man, all that. Um, you know, look, I think I think there's there's been a lot of things uh, regarding the mark of the beast. I, I think people are fascinated with codes and numbers uh, like, like I, you know, I mean, it, I, for whatever reason, I think people grab the book of Revelation and think it's like this ultra mysterious book. Like I literally saw I think it was on the History Channel, like this special on the mark of the beast and the 666. And like the first line was among the most mysterious numbers in all of history is the number and the mark of the beast like what what are you talking about like is it really all that and yet um there there is in my opinion uh this 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 problem this challenge um that uh that 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 people are fascinated with what is sensational and that's a problem right because if you tell somebody hey Jesus is coming to save you that may not resonate but if you tell somebody you know what you know give yourself to Jesus unless if if you don't you're going to go to hell it's like, oh yeah, yeah, that 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 makes sense, and, and I think it's a problem when we're consistently looking at something that is super sensational. That, that's my opinion, um, but but again, I think that's why people are excited about it inside and outside of church. Yeah, yeah. you know what? I, I heard someone recently say, "Oh, you know what? Corona. That's six letters. That that means that's the mark of the beast." I was like, "What?" <laughs> and like from there, I think the problem is that that is their starting point, right? When they say then when they say these different things, oh, you know, the barcode or the, the the chip, that that is the sole basis of you know it doesn't go deeper than than that, right? It's it's just yeah. about the, the numerology or the you know um like we we're saying all these uh, the the Freemason things, you know, and, and we'll probably get into this a little bit later, you know, why sure. you know how far is too far when we look into these uh uh, uh different things. Sure, sure. I actually came across a video 
um, branding the the Monster Energy Drink Company yes. as as the devil because apparently the Monster <laughs> logo in cuneiform or or whatever it used to be forms the is the is the number six. Each little yeah. line is number six. I was like, dude, sure. oh my goodness, man. <laughs> sure. So so you know, and this is another reason why you shouldn't drink Monster. Uh, <laughs> you should just stay away from that um yeah it's definitely an issue for sure um but uh again i think i think that at the end uh it it, it does feel like it's a mysterious and intriguing number right it, it, this whole name and mark of the beast and kind of this image of the beast and all these things so um I, what, I have there been any like wrong applications or things that you guys have been like wow that is so far off that's actually dangerous uh, that you guys have heard about the mark of the beast. I mean, things that I've come across of, across is like, I mean, looking at from a biblical standpoint, we understand certain things. But one of the ones I thought was scary was, well, not necessarily scary, but like far out there was that it was literally going to be the devil himself branding you, mm. and it's going to be like uh, literally a visible, too. a visible mark on your forehead, and a visible visible mark on your hand, and um. And like people, uh, I was mentioning to you guys, people are more obsessed with trying to figure out what the mark of the beast is instead of trying to figure out how not to get. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know what? That's true. I, I think so. Um, and, and can I say that there is an obsession with the mark of the beast? Like, can we say that? Um, yeah. there, there really is. It's because it's not just in the Christian world, even people that, that that are atheists and all that they're like they really like research into this stuff trying to find out what it is yeah like i remember i remember uh listening to uh by the way we want to welcome everybody that's uh that's watching us live at this moment um i i know that there i i think we're having an issue with the live chat i'm not sure i i Mar and I, I know mentioned that as well but we are getting comments from priscilla happy sabbath myself happy sabbath all right just <laughs> Uh, and also Michelle Elliott uh, Smith. Uh, from yeah, she's one of the members. Uh, one of the members that that uh, that comes to our church. Uh, she joins with us in, in prayer groups. So I'm glad that she was able to to join in, and she's in, she's in Brooklyn right now. She's a teacher. Awesome. Yeah, this this is why we put both the California Time and the New York Times so that uh, across the country people can join. But you know, you know, you know what I mean. Uh, so I, it, it seems like the chat is is working well, there. We got Abraham. Yes, Abraham uh, in the chat. Perfect. Perfect. So, so it's working. And again, we want your input. We want your opinion. We want to hear what you have to say. Um, uh, but I was saying that, that I think that there is an obsession. I remember that there was a, uh, uh, a church member that I met a long time ago who said that, uh, they didn't want to hear about the love of God. They wanted to hear about the mark of the beast. And I was like, wow. No I've, heard, I've heard that same, that same comments too. You know, and that, and that, that is present truth. That's, that's, that's the idea, right? Let's speak present truth. It wasn't the love of God. It was the mark of the beast. That yes. was present truth. That's or, what or, or you'll get those people that, um, although they won't say it, their actions and, and what they, what they, uh, the time they put into certain things will show, will show that, you know, they're all yeah. about, you know, when, you know, when we're going to hear about, you know, the prophecy of what are we going to hear about all these different things instead of, you know, you know, oh, the the basic A B C D uh, gospel, right? Is the gospel not enough? Is that the problem? Hmm. Like, like I'm, I'm a, like I'm asking you guys. Like you guys, you know, you guys have been in in, in ministry, whether it's youth ministry, Marin pastor, myself. I I wonder, is it that it's not enough? Is it that is it is it that 
Jesus is not enough. Like, like we need, what is it that we need? I don't, I don't understand that comment. Honestly, I, I will never get it. Can I, can I say something? You know, you know what it, it, it's, it sounds like, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong. It sounds like we want to be scared. Hmm. If something scares us or if something has us like, like terrified, like almost, almost like it's almost like, like having a workout, a, a workout, uh, uh, a partner or a trainer that yells at you, that pushes you. And some people, instead of using, instead of allowing the love of God to be your, your, your push forward, right? They want the fear. They want the anxiety. They, they want that, that, that mystery to kind of give them the attraction, uh, that Jesus should be enough. I mean, there's an, there's enough, in, there's the Bible points to Jesus. The, the, the writings of, of Sister White, they point to Jesus. I mean, she, she even has a quote that, that says that if, if people want to, to if, if people use, for example, tactics to scare people into church, to scare people to make decisions and not use Jesus, we are downplaying, we, we, are, we are taking away the power of the gospel because Jesus is enough. Mm-hmm. And, and, and now that you, that you mentioned that, you know, it's interesting because I actually wanted to kind of like continue a point that I made a couple of videos ago. You know, I feel like sometimes we, uh, as a culture, especially, we're obsessed with knowledge and mm. certainty and extra, I would you say, extra biblical knowledge that's not there. You know, when it comes to things like, uh, uh, what is it, angelology, right? Or, or, or the whole uh, uh, numerology figuring out all these different dates. And, you know, we could even talk about, uh, you know, what happened, uh, you know, with the pioneers, right? The time setting. I feel like this is something that is similar in some sense where, you know, the, some of the signs are not enough. We have to go to, uh, to a different extent. And something that you pointed out, uh, um, Martin, that was so key to me is that Jesus was not enough. And one of the questions I always ask myself, especially when we're talking about because we're talking about the mark of the beast, right? Which is considered prophecy, right? So when we look at prophecy, we have to understand, well, what is the purpose of prophecy, right? And one of my favorite verses that I always talk about, uh, and I, I might've mentioned it in 2 Peter 1, 19 through 21, it gives us uh, uh, what prophecy is really all about, right? And it says, and so we have the prophetic word confirmed, which you do well to heed as a light that shines in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts, knowing that knowing this first, that no prophecy of scripture is of any private interpretation for prophecy never came by the will of man. But holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. When we look at what's being said here by Peter, the, the purpose of prophecy is saying right here. It says that um, that it says. And so we have this prophetic word confirmed, which you do well to heed as a light that shines in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. Who is the who is the morning star that we know of? Hmm. Jesus. So yeah. the whole idea of prophecy is for Jesus to be confirmed in our hearts for that relationship. It's supposed to lead us, just like Martin said, back to Jesus. Sometimes we get I feel like we get so caught up in uh, in prophecy right that you know and don't get me wrong i think this is prophecy is huge is that we get so uh enamored with all these numerous uh, numbers and all these different things that all of a sudden jesus is outside of that picture right like you were like we were saying and the focus is no longer on uh it uh the uh the morning star rising in our hearts it's all about 
you know, what dates can we find, you know, a, a date setting and all these different things. And especially with the mark of the beast, you know, I think, um, you know, there can be a danger there as well. You, you know, you know what, uh, you, you said a couple of things that I, I, I want to make a comment on. The first thing, uh, is this idea of trying to find something extra biblical. Uh, and, and by extra biblical, for those who don't know, we mean outside of scripture, right? Mm. Um, I, look, and I, I'm, I'm going to say this, I'm going to say this because we're talking about the mark of the beast. This is the moment to say I'm, I'm going to go off of a traditional Adventism interpretation, if I could put it that way. Um, you know, whenever we've gone in and, for example, we've interpreted the number 666 as uh, as the, um, uh, the, the, the official title of the Pope Vicarious Philly Day. I, I don't know if you guys have heard that before. Mm -hmm. That's wrong. I'm gonna tell you right now. That's wrong. Okay. It's, it's selective. First of all, it's gematria. It's the idea of assigning uh, letters to, to numbers, right? And then each one has a value and you add them up. Uh -huh. The problem is that you could apply that in many different ways to many different things. It is inconsistent and it is a way that Bible prophecy does not normally do it. Yeah. Right. In, in other words, um, when, when you start looking at Bible prophecy, when you look at the 2,300 days, when you look at, at, uh, at I, I don't know, um, uh, the 1,260 uh, days or years, right? Uh, it, these principles that we have, like a day for a year, those are biblical because we see them. That's not biblical. And so there is this habit of bringing in things that shouldn't be in there. How do we explain the Bible without using the Bible? I think that's dangerous, first and foremost. Yeah. The, the other thing is that, these topics should lead you back to Jesus. Andrew mentioned that. And, and I think that's such an important point because a lot of times they don't. They yeah. don't lead us to Jesus, not because it's the Bible's fault, but it's because of the way that we present it. Yeah. We present it in a way that honestly gets you away from Jesus altogether. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And another thing, too, going back to the whole uh, knowledge, you know, or, you know, when it comes to the, you know, prophecy and certain things. You know, we 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 go back to the point of there's just some things that are just not revealed to us. Right. As much as we're going to be looking into some of these things and it's important to look into these things, there's certain things that are just, uh, you know, as time comes, God is going to be revealing these things. And some things are just not for us to know. But it, for some reason, the the it, it, it came to my mind thinking about uh, the road to Emmaus. Right. Uh, I have it here in Luke 24, 15, uh, skipping through verses. Right. It says it's talking uh, it's talking about. Uh, the two disciples, right, where Jesus says, so it was, so it was while they conversed and reasoned that Jesus himself drew near and went with them, but their eyes were restrained so that they did not know him, right? Mm -hmm. So then he said to them, oh, foolish ones and slow of heart to believe in all the prophets have spoken. Ought not the Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory, beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded to them in all the scriptures, the things concerning himself. This is interesting because Jesus is having a private Bible study with these two disciples after he has risen and they're doubting in, in, in some sense. You know, many of the disciples were doubting and he comes and he hides himself from them. Right. He doesn't reveal himself to him. And then he goes to the Old Testament. Right. To talk about where he is in in uh, in prophecy. Right. It's, it's not like he goes. Uh, uh, to the future, right, and talks about you know what something that uh, uh, John the Revelator talks about, or he doesn't go into so much detail into the future, right, into all these different numerologies, or or he could have gone all kinds of ways, and he could have told them every single date and everything, you know, from you know from here until the end of time, 
that they would have been fully convinced in their mind, you know, but Jesus point was not to reveal all everything there. Cause that would have taken the relationship aspect out of it. Yeah. Right. And so Jesus almost gives them just enough that they would, well, what happens after he leaves, they look at each other and they say, were our hearts not burning within ourselves when he was with us. Yeah. Right. That when we look at God and, and as, as far as knowledge and prophecy goes, we have to remember that, you know, there is that aspect of God wanting relationship with us. If he was to reveal every single thing about himself to us, you know, that would that would take part of that away. You know, what? what's interesting about the, the character of God is that. OK, so God, like you said, uh, um, Andrew, God's not trying to win us through just the miracles. Because then we'll be no no better than than the than the people that surrounded Jesus that only wanted miracle after miracle after miracle. Or in the case of Israel, right? We we tend to be hard on Israel that they saw the opening of the Red Sea, they saw the cloud and they saw the pillar of fire, you know, they saw the manna that fell, they saw all those things, and they still didn't believe. So I think it's it's that same principle that we find in both the old testament, we find it with the with the New Testament church. That we all also need to be very careful when it comes to um, putting emphasis on what revelation, which is the revelation of Jesus, is not the revelation of the signs, is not the revelation of the mark of the beast, is not the revelation of any of those things. It's the revelation revelation of Jesus. It all should point back to Jesus. So if the mark of the beast and all these things are not bettering your relationship with the Lord out of love and and just awe and, and wonder of, of how amazing he is that he's basically giving you the end of the book we should definitely think twice about the intention that we have in our relationship with christ i i, I would say that we got to be careful with how we are interpreting these things mm-hmm. look because i'll tell you and and, and we got to get into this uh in, into more specifics regarding the mark but i have sat down and Look, if, if you know me or, or, or if you ever heard me speak, I mean, I, I love prophecy. I, I, I love it. Okay. I can, I can speak on and on and on for it. I mean, literally we had 28 Bible studies. All right. And over, I think it was like 40 hours altogether on only Revelation chapter 14 verses six through 12. That was it. Okay. I love it. And yet I'm always concerned whenever I got to give these Bible studies that all I'm doing is just transmitting information to you. Mm-hmm. Right, I'm informing you, not forming you, which is completely mm. different. Mm. Sometimes all we do is just give over information. Yeah, and the person ends up saying, "Oh yeah, that's cool, right? Yeah, I, I, okay, I learned something," but that didn't inform anything inside of you. And honestly, what's revealed in Revelation 13 as the mark of the beast isn't there just for your information. It's literally meant to form you to get yeah. you closer to God. And, and and that's why I think you're you're right, Martin. Right? We got to we got to consider what our intention is. We also got to consider like how we're explaining these things as well. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, um, exactly. Because you can either, when it comes to the explanation part, you can either completely lose someone, and or you could just be be have them be attracted to God just out of fear, which is yeah. is not the correct thing. Like there's so many people that like I, I like I remember this from when I was a kid like people that were just scared going to this like going to these seminars and they were just <laughs> scared yeah. instead of coming out with like hey look 
like this is something real but if i have god on my side like i'm gonna be okay i'm good i'm sad yeah exactly and i think that's like we were saying you guys were saying earlier i think it's the that fear element even though like we try to distance ourselves from it like i don't know if it's because of human nature or what it is we're so attracted to it mm. That fear element, like look, some of the like, some of the biggest movies there are out there, some of the ones that you remember the most, they're horror films. It's always something bad happening. Like with the Mark of the Beast, it's only bad things that happen. It's not something good. So I don't know. I don't know if that if that if that yeah. that aspect of it is what keeps us drawn to it. Yeah, I think I think if anything, we have to see the Mark of the Beast as a warning. Yeah, exactly. It's. it's it's a warning of what's coming. Yes. But it's not, it's not meant to instill fear in you. Mm -hmm. Now, now we got to jump into this next question, but uh, just, just in case uh, we want to give a shout out to Gio, you know, uh, who is our honorary uh, keep calm advent on contributor here. So, uh, you know, we're happy to have Gio on. And I also want to recognize what Michelle mentioned, because I think, uh, this is this is true. Like I think uh, I, this is not out of what we hear often, right? She says, "Growing up, I used to think that people would get the six 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 on the forehead if you didn't serve the Lord and do right." She said, "Now I think it's TMZ that is the mark of the beast, right?" <laughs> you know, look, yeah, I wouldn't be opposed to it. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that there's there's a there's a lot of questions around that. Yeah, and there is an element of the forehead. There is an element, you know, of a mark, but. But let's get into this. And this is the question I want to ask you guys. Um, when you guys look at Revelation 13, which is where we find the mark of the beast, I'll put the question up on the screen. What is the real biblical issue behind the mark of the beast? What What do you guys see in Revelation 13 is, is the context of it, right? Like, like what's really going on? What is it really telling us about? Like one of the things that stands out to me in Revelation 13 is the issue of loyalty. You have these two opposing powers. You have both the lamb and the dragon, you know, and if we see all throughout scripture, we see two opposing powers, good and evil. And especially now it's almost giving, giving you shape to, if you didn't know before, it's almost like if, it, if this is God's last in like last shot of trying to show you, look, it is about loyalty. It is about what, what's in your mind, what is in your heart, and who you will end up, or at least I, I, I believe uh, this, and I mean, you guys might, might disagree. Um, I think it's an issue of worship because I see worship and loyalty the same, on, the same, on the same level. No, it, it, that, that's really what it is. I mean, if we, if we start, if we go into the text, um, uh, just starting in verse three and um, it says, and I saw one of his heads that had been mortally wounded and his deadly wound was healed and all the world marveled and followed the beast. So it's like, so one of the things that they're doing by following him is that the worshiping is it continues to say so in verse four. So they worship the dragon who gave authority to the beast and they worship the beast saying, who is like the beast and who is able to make war with him. Mm -hmm. So right off the bat, it's clearly telling us that it's, it's an issue of worship right off the bat. It, it's, it's it's telling us straight up. Yeah, I, I you know what? Let me let me add on to that, Jason. Um, if if any of you have your Bibles on, I, I invite you to look up Revelation thirteen because this is where we're quoting a lot of the text from. Uh, but uh, if you start, and key verse I think is verse four, 
so they worship the dragon who gave authority to the beast and they worship the beast, right? But if you go even further down, once you start looking at a second beast, because there are two beasts in Revelation mm -hmm. 13, right? There's an earth beast. Sorry, there's a sea beast first, and then there's an earth beast second. Yeah. Who is later on, if you study the book of Revelation, you'll know that that earth beast is known as the false prophet in the book of Revelation as well. But what's interesting is that when you get into that second beast that comes up from the earth, look at verse 12. And he exercises all authority of the first beast in his presence and causes the earth and those who dwell in it to worship the first beast. And then a little bit further down, if you go to uh, to verse uh, uh, 15, he was granted power to give breath to the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause as many as would not worship the image of the beast to be killed. So you got worship to the dragon. You got worship to the sea beast. You got worship to the earth beast, or you got worship that the earth beast is trying to get now to an image that it has constructed. Mm -hmm. Everybody is trying to get worship. The only one that's not getting any worship in Revelation 13 is God. He's yeah. the only one that's not getting any worship at all. Yep. Yeah. If anything, <laughs> to make it even clearer, if we go to verse six, it's, it clearly says, then he opened his mouth in blasphemy against God to bless, theme his name, his tabernacle, and those who dwell in heaven. So it, it, it's bluntly and openly from the beginning, it's against God. It's whatever he's doing, everything that he's doing is against God. Which is interesting because we always see, like we said, a counterfeit, or we see the uh, the opposing, right? Because we yeah. we know we 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 always don't have time, but Revelation fourteen, right? And the three angels' mes message: Fear God, give glory to Him, and worship Him, right? Speaking of God, right? So now you have these two opposing uh, 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 things here. When we talk about the great controversy, what what is it that we're speaking of, right? The the good versus evil in in its most basic form, right? Mm -hmm. So it, it, the good versus evil, the worship, who are we rendering worship to, right? And like you guys said, I think the, uh, it was key, you know, in all those three, you know, all the worship, whether it was the, the first beast or the second beast, it always went back to the dragon, which we know, obviously, as Satan, right? So it, 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 in whether it, whatever it may be, it's always rendering a, a, a worship between the two. Yeah, and this is... Sorry. <laughs> Um, no, and, and the only thing I wanted to add on is this is a constant attack on God, on everything God stands stands for, and everything God uh, loves. Like in the instance, uh, um, uh, uh, Andrew mentioned uh, Revelation. He mentioned parts of Revelation twelve. Revelation twelve gives you a woman, the child, and the dragon. The dragon not only is causing war against the woman, tries to devour the child, and that goes now trying to now going to the inhabitants of the earth. So it's a constant boom, boom, boom. Like it's a nonstop attack on everything that God stands for and everything God loves. That's why mm. when we look in Revelation 14, when it points back to God, it not only points back to God, it points back to the lamb and the 144,000. So right. the again, it's it's like we see this constant attack on, on who God is, on what God stands for, on the people that love God and the people that God loves. And then Revelation 14 is pointing us, you know, giving us, okay, like, look, this is, this is happening, but, but there is a cry that goes out to the world that now is trying to tell me, come back to me. Or right. God is, is calling, you know, come back to me, which is the, uh, you know, the three angels message. You, you know, can I add something to that as well? Uh, Martin, uh, you, you, the phrase you used was that everything that God stands for, right? 
the things that God loves. I, I've always found it interesting that in Revelation 13, you have uh, the first three commandments that relate directly to worship, uh, that, mm. direct, that, that relate directly about worship to God, right? They're all broken in Revelation 13. So think about the first commandment, right? The first in the Ten Commandments, the very first commandment is you shall have no other gods. In other words, you cannot worship another god. Yep. That's definitely broken in Revelation 13. Yep. Second commandment, right? Don't take the name of the Lord God in vain. Uh, Jason just read the text where literally there is blasphemy yep. against God and his name. Like if you read verse six, he opened his mouth in blasphemy against God to blaspheme his name. Yep. So that's broken there. And then the third commandment shall have no graven images, right? No idols whatsoever. And you won't worship them. Well, that's also broken when the image of the beast is created. There is an image. There is an idol that's, that's created here in symbolic language, obviously, but it is worship. What does that tell you? What you're seeing here, I think, is a spirit of rebellion. That's the way I would yeah. put it. Right? There's a spirit of rebellion that is being promoted around the world, and it's a spirit of rebellion that goes against God and, using your words, Martin, what he stands for, mm -hmm. right? And so this... Like it, like if you're if you're reading the book of Revelation like a like a novel, right? I, I I like to use that example. Like if you're reading it from beginning to end, when you're reading Revelation 13, you're like, oh my goodness, wow, they're they're totally going against God. And then you end up at this concept of the mark of the beast, which appears to identify all those who identify with the beast, if that makes sense. Yeah. Right. It it it's like this mark that says, oh, you are on our side. You're part of this rebellion as well, right? You're 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 part of this uh this group that says no to God, no to God, no to God, and that's a problem, I think, because mm -hmm. in us, my opinion, right? But I believe that in us, that is kind of the temptation that we all have to go against what God wants, you know, rebel against His His principles, against His law, against the things that He wants for us. Yeah. I wanted to mention something else too, uh, man. I want to get into the actual symbols, but we're trying to keep it as as basic as possible, right? So I'm not going to no, go there. But the huh? symbol, I'll get into the symbol. Go, man. Okay. Well, no. Well, uh, right here in um, right the, the what you were mentioning, Mitch, about um, in uh, verse 11, where it says, "Then I saw another beast coming up out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb and spoke like a dragon." Obviously, for those of us who who know Revelation have studied this, right? Uh, we we believe that right here the the beast is, is speaking about uh, uh, the United States, right? And the interesting part that that to me it says, and he had two horns like a lamb and spoke like a dragon, right? I was actually listening to um, a sermon by Ivor Myers that made an interesting point, right? Where he's talking about the that it spoke that it says had two horns like a lamb. And spoke like a dragon, because most of the times when we think about this, we say, "Okay, the United States, right? It had its its founding, right? And uh, uh, mostly Christian, right? Where they they were escaping, right? Persecution, right? Had most of their founding in a Christian based environment, if you can say, right? That will later on speak like a dragon, right? Who in its infancy is a, a lamb, lamb like, and then will later, you know, obviously in the future, speak like a dragon. But he says something interesting. He says that. Right here in the, in the statement, it says, like a lamb and spoke like a dragon. It doesn't say that it was first a lamb, then it became a dragon. It says it had two horns like a lamb and spoke like a dragon. So if we read that uh, exactly how it says it, that means that from the very beginning, it right, was a dragon. it was already a dragon, right? <laughs> oh, 
Yeah. And, and which which is crazy because one of the things that he he alludes to is the fact that if you think about uh, uh, uh when Christians were in their infancy, right? What was going on with he, he mentions the idea of slavery, right? So this idea that there was Christians practicing slavery at that time in its infancy, and yet they were preaching the gospel, mm. which is makes the, it, it like blew my mind because I was thinking the dra- the lamb speaks like a dragon from the very beginning, and it made me think to today in time how many of us right we look like Christians but what we're speaking like dragons right all of a sudden with uh, uh the whole republican uh, the democrat movement with uh um the, the riots everything that's going on how many people have you seen on facebook that are christians that look like a lamb but are speaking like a dragon that yep. to me is like it, it blew my mind because it, I, I don't know what you guys hey, have to say andrew i really don't want to get canceled bro you need to calm down <laughs> you said hey did, did i not ask should i go there and you said yeah yeah go into it <laughs> I, I totally regret it now man what did i do here <laughs> no you know what yeah no 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 right. go, go finish what you're saying no, yeah, and, and it just uh, to me it, it seems like in the in the in the end times right we have the we're talking about worship to the beast right and the, if we continue to the future right and we talk about the people that are going to be uh, the the remnant of God. That means that there are going to be there's going to be the Christian who is the follower of Jesus, and then there's the Christ, Christian quotation mark, right? That is doing the opposite, right? And uh, the whole uh, um, the verse about the the wheat and the tares, right? The idea that they're growing together, right? And and when the one of the servants says, you know, what do we do? Do we take them? Take them down, and 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 then uh, God in that picture says no. You know, they will be, and in the end, they will be burned. Right? They will be separated, and they will be they will be burned. This idea that only God is the one that will be able to make that decision, because many of us look like Christians, and we might say, "Hey, man, that that brother right there looks like he he you know he speaks a lot of truth." But only God knows the true intentions of the heart, knows what's really going on inside. Right. And that to me is, is so profound. No, what what um just listening to what you were saying, the thing that, that gets or it reminded me of a verse, Second Timothy chapter three, verse five, where it says, having the form of godliness and denying its power have nothing to do with such people. Right. This is Paul telling Timothy who who he needs to be not will keep away from. But it also reminds me of of uh, um. Uh, an Instagram post that I posted maybe about two months ago that talked about, you know, that before any Christian Christian gives it their opinion, they should first, the words that first come out of its mouth should, out of their mouth should be, thus says the Lord or the Bible says, right? Mm-hmm. And a friend of mine, um, a friend of mine uh, responded to that on a, in, in, a, in a direct message by saying, this is also the, the type of reasoning that, that gave way to slavery and I forgot which other thing, I think he said slavery and rape, something like that, he said. Um, so it made me think, I'm just like, well, at first at first I responded to, I didn't, I didn't respond to, to, the, question, to the question, but it, it, it like, it bothered me because I was like, okay, so what do you mean? Should we just throw away the Bible then? Because it, it was an excuse for someone to, to do some t- type of atrocity in the past. But 
now when we look at it in the context of revelation um you know the country that that many and many people argue that had christian fundamentals right or christian ideals from the very beginning <clears throat> and that's exactly that's exactly what it didn't have you know it it it's almost like it talked a good game or at least it presented like it was Christian, right? With all these liberties, but it always gave you the, 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 you know, by its actions and even some people by, by their own words, it showed you that it wasn't, mm. you know, and, and we see that, we see that clearly, I think even more now than in the past, in the past, you know, we, we don't know what exactly happened. We only have his history books that give us an idea of what happened in the 1700s, 1600s, 1500s, right? But we know what's happening now. And there are a lot of people, there are a lot of people who, who speak a good game or at least promise you a good game and they turn around and they act exactly how Revelation says. They have the the, the image of, or, or like at least the appearance of a, of a lamb, but the words, man, they, 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 it's almost like a facade that, that, that they hide they hide behind because then they reveal that they're exactly uh, exactly what Revelation says a dragon. Yeah, for sure. I, I think I think that um, unfortunately it's it's almost unmistakable, right? Yeah. And and, and but let me let me say this though because I think it's important to be said because unfortunately I've seen how many Christians, including Adventists, confuse patriotism with Christianity, yeah. right? And somehow. We have presented the United States of America in solely lamb-like. Yeah. Right? That's it. That's the only thing that we've done. And, and we forget this concept of the dragon in it. But, but see, there's a problem. I think that Christianity, in a sense, separates you from patriotism and goes in and says, look, our allegiance is first and foremost to Christ and to Christ alone. It is not to a flag. It is not to a set of policies or laws. It is not to a certain party, political, whether left or right, doesn't matter. And we have to separate ourselves from that because if we don't do that, I've seen this over and over again, Christians that talk about the United States as if they were truly the only representation of Christianity that exists. And that's not true. That's, that's right, not yeah. Um, at the end, I, I think that you, you have to realize that even a flag, even a flag, and I know this is controversial, I know this is problematic, but even a get flag, canceled. right, when I hear people say, oh, you know what, the flag represents the military and all that, well, think about that for a second. If it represents the military, if it, rep if it represents the armed forces, that is not what Christ wants us to do. Yep. It isn't. There is no doubt that Jesus says, blessed are those who are peacemakers. So, so you know, look, the prophecy really just ends up saying, look, we're, it, this is what's going on. This is what's happening. Wake up. Wake up. Because it's not your own feelings or, or your inclinations towards this, towards that. The reality is the reality. And you either be on God's side or you're going to get sucked into all of this. Mm -hmm. In my opinion. And that's exactly what's happening now. Like, and I, I think this is going back to something we've been mentioning time and time again. When when we talk about these topics, when we when we touch on things that are biblical, we stop being people of the word. Like there 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 is a, a minority that unfortunately is is shrinking 
of people that actually dive deep and want to know what the Bible says on the subject, what the Bible, what Bible principles are. We were, if we're not careful, if we don't use the Bible as our filter, we're, we're, we're going to, we're going to get sucked in. Like you said, Mitch, we're going to get dragged, whether we want to, whether we think we're strong enough to stand on one side uh, of the line or on the other, instead of standing for what God puts before us, what God has convinced us through the light of his word. All right, guys, we got we got to we got to keep rolling on this conversation because we got to get to uh, something very interesting, in my opinion, uh, and, and I think it's going to go back to uh, some of the comments that are coming in as well. Um, but uh, I, I want to show you guys a verse real quick. Uh, this is the verse that talks about, and and obviously we can't fit the whole verse in there, but basically the text says Revelation thirteen verses sixteen through seventeen. Right, he causes all to receive a mark on the right hand and on the foreheads that no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark. Now, there are two questions I think that we have to ask here. Number one is what's up with this right hand and forehead? Like, why those things? And what's up with the not being able to buy or sell? So hmm. what have you guys perceived with these two issues? First of all, let's start maybe with the, uh, with, with this right hand and forehead. Why right hand? Why white for, forehead? Uh, okay, why so did the Bible put it this way? Okay, so first of all, there was something that Andrew had mentioned earlier. And and um, if we do the comparisons between chapter 13, chapter 14, and the chapters prior to chapter 13, we start noticing the pattern that the beast is trying to mimic a lot of the things that God's doing. The the beast is trying to look like a, like a lamb, but he's really a dragon. He's trying to impersonate the character of God. He's trying to impersonate the things that God do that God does, right? So if we jump back to Revelation 7 in verse um this is where we first start getting the sense of where the forehead comes from, where the where the marking comes from. So if we jump back to verse um to Revelation 7 um verse what is it? verse 3 says um saying, "Do not harm the earth, the sea or the trees till we have sealed the servants of our God on their foreheads." So that's that's where we first start seeing there's a seal. Now, why why would there be a seal? Like, what would what does the seal of what, what would seal the servants of, of our God on their foreheads? What would that mean? From my understanding, the knowledge of God, knowing who God is, believing in God, that to me is the seal. Because just just look at it. Uh, then we can we compare it to the to the mark of the beast, which is on the hand and on the, uh, on the forehead and on the hand. I'm a biologist, so I think, I think, okay, why, why on the, why on the head and why on the hand? And I just go back down to how our brain works, and how our body works physiologically. Whatever thought you have, whatever it is that your that your brain is telling your body to do, that's what your hands are going to do. So if that's that's how I simply break this this verse down, why would it be on the forehead and on your hand? Now, whatever your brain tells your hand to do, whatever your brain tells your hand to grab, whatever your brain tells your mouth to say, that's what's going to come out of it. That's the action that's going to come out of it. So obviously, if the what you if you're siding with the beast, if you're worshiping the beast, if you're doing everything that the beast is telling you to do, what's your brain going to think? Who's the who's your brain going to worship? Who's your brain going to side with? With the beast, and your actions. Are only going to be 
reciprocal to what your what to what your thoughts are to what your brain is thinking to what you're allowing to bring your to process so that's that to me is what the mark of the beast is it's not the vaccine it's not some chip in your hand it's not some literal stamp on your forehead or a literal stamp on your right hand it's literally the the knowledge of who really is the creator the knowledge of who you're worshiping are you really worshiping the beast or are you worshiping god yeah, I, I think it's interesting that uh, what you said, you know, because we think of the mark of the beast, which, uh, you know, is on the forehead. And then what you mentioned right now, Jason, about the seal of God being the forehead, you know, and I think if we look uh, throughout the entire Bible, you know, we're talking about worship to God or worship to Satan, right? Or the dragon, right? So we have, again, uh, bringing back into the great controversy. And then uh, you talk about mind. I think if you look through scripture, you see this overarching also pattern of the mind as well just to read you guys the two verses here jeremiah 31 33 but this is the covenant that i will make with the house of israel after those days says the lord i will put my law in their minds and write it on their hearts and i will be their god and they shall be my people right a mm -hmm. verse that we all know on their minds now we we uh go to second corinthians eleven three. right how satan works he says but i fear lest somehow as the serpent deceived eve by his craftiness so your minds may be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ Jesus. So we see a battle over the mind here, right? And we can go continue on, uh, uh, you know, uh, in Timothy, uh, uh, I forgot, uh, uh, First Timothy or 4, it says where our conscience is being seared as with a hot iron, right? In the latter days, right, the, the spirit expressly, expressly speaks that it will give, uh, give heed to the de deceiving spirit, uh, demons and all these different things, right? And we can continue and go... Uh, we can look verse by verse of how there's this overarching pattern uh, over the mind, right? So when we think about this, it's not only just about worship, God or or, or Satan. Which one are we going to do? It's also all about our mind, right? The what? what it, uh, someone said the the mind is the or the eyes is the window windows of windows the soul, soul, windows to the soul. You know, uh, so you know, uh, I think that when we see that in scripture, we can see uh, clearly. And I want to read a quote here from Ellen White, right? Because when we think about our mind, what goes into our mind, this is what forms our character, right? Ellen White here says, um, this is in uh, Christian experience and teaching. It says, what are you doing, brethren, in the great work of preparation? Those who are uniting with the world are receiving the worldly mold and preparing for the mark of the beast. Those who are distrustful of self are humbling themselves before God and purifying their souls by obeying the truth, these are receiving the heavenly mold and preparing for the seal of God in their foreheads. When the decree goes forth and the stamp is impressed, their character will remain pure and spotless for eternity. Why is it that our character is the only thing that we're taking to, hev to heaven, right? Because what is going into our minds, the decisions that we make to worship, right? These are the things that are being molded at us right now. Right. If we want to be prepared for heaven, we have to be living heaven now. What is molding us? Right. Is it the you know, and, and I think that we see this this battle for the mind, you know, and um, yeah. 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 Let me let me add. Let me add just a couple of things or two uh, to what you're saying about the battle of the mind. Uh, and, you know, I'm noticing some comments about the vaccine and the vaccine being evil. And, uh, you know, it's it's a start of changing your DNA. And, I, you know, we've been hearing this for the past. I don't know what, four or five months, I think. Um, ever since we started hearing that the, that the vaccine was coming, 
maybe even more than that for for the for that matter. You know, I I have a I have a significant issue with with people attributing uh, like the vaccine, for example, a method by which secretly our DNA is going to be changed or we won't know that our DNA is going to be changed and all of a sudden that will control us, et cetera. And then that leads us to worship of the beast or whatever. You know, I, I don't, I don't understand. And I'll tell you why I don't, I don't get it because Satan doesn't need secrecy to control people because people willingly openly <laughs> rebel against God. Like this isn't, this isn't about some way by which Satan infiltrates himself without us knowing and all of a sudden controls us. No, see, we give our way to sin. We open up to sin. You said that uh, that that the mind, right, this concept of the forehead, uh, Andrew, is what you were saying. The, the mind is there. Man, look, hey, what do we read? What do we watch on TV? What music do we listen to? How much time do we give to scripture? How much time do we give to, to prayer? All those things are going to affect your mind. Mm-hmm. See, you don't need anything secret about that. The truth is that it is your choice whether or not you want to either follow God or you don't. None of the stuff that you're seeing in Revelation 13 is done in secrecy. If you look at the language of it, it is done before the world. It is done in front of the world. When the beast receives the wound, it says that the beast comes in and as it resurrects from that wound, when the mortal wound is healed, it says the entire world marvels. There's no secret here. This is out in the open. And so what what I what I start realizing when we talk about these things is that if 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 you really capture what scripture is saying and this is all symbolic language and when it says forehead and that's your thoughts that's the way you look at things that's ideologies. See, I would say something much more dangerous than a vaccine is the ideologies that go into our brain that all of a sudden will even transform us from Christians to literally beast-like Christians. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you right now, you can go to church every single every single uh, weekend. You can go to church and, and sit there and pray and sing and do all these things. And yet, you could still behave just like the very devil himself. Now, what was that? That was, that was, that was no vaccine that caused you to do those things. That was nothing secret that happened underneath that. No, that was us allowing, opening the door to these things. And look, we have the choice. I, I mentioned this before, I think, on, on Keep Calm, uh, but I'm going to say it again. C.S. Lewis has this great line, right, that says that the doorway to hell, the door to hell is locked from the inside. That is no one, no one from the inside can open it. You're the one that has to open the door and go in. Mm-hmm. And this is, I think, it clear in Revelation 13. When you get this idea of not being able to buy or sell, it's almost like Satan is the dragon and the image of the beast and the beast itself is trying to push us, force us, persuade us to go in this direction. And here we are. Yeah. Here we are. This is the big yeah. challenge we have. You know what? What I also see in connection to both the buying and selling and and the mark of like either your forehead or on your hand um, and there's there's so many verses here, man, that talk about how careful we need to be when it comes to our mind, how how we need to protect our mind. I mean, one that we know is Revel- um, Romans 12, 2. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. We are so caught up on what we see, right? 
what happens in our brains, we don't see. We see the result of it, but we don't see how it affects our brain, right? Um, I think Jason and Andrew both touched this whole thing of the the both the great controversy and God and and Satan always trying to counterfeit what God does. In in the Bible, we see that is God trying to show His character to His people. He won't force Himself on into people's hearts or into people's minds. He wants to. Uh, he wants them to allow him to come in. That's why Jesus says, I am the door, you know? That's why he knocked at the door of our heart. Um, when we see the 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 way the devil does um does does things, he either does it one of two ways. He does it secretly and he does it subtly. Secretly with with all these distractions, right? That that we don't see it coming, right? And subtly he shows that he packages he packages it to you in such a way that you let your guard down but both those things that you either you either get um you either get deceived or you lower your defenses where does that first start My. right here well i mean a perfect a perfect a perfect example of that look at the pandemic look how it started look how how excuse the word or like maybe I, I could be wrong how I'm going to say this, but look how religious everybody turned at the beginning of the pandemic. Look how religious everybody was. Now let's look at it again right now. If we compare our time now to how the, how, when the pandemic first started, everybody remembered God, hmm. but now things are going back to normal. Where's the situation again? I think they got comfortable. They got, they got comfortable. Exactly. And it, and it should have been a warning call for a lot of us. Yeah. It, it, it just, it was so subtle and now we're just so comfortable in it. Right. But look, but look, but look, let's be, okay. So I'm, I may differ just a little bit with you guys here. Let's be careful with the word subtle, right? In the sense yeah. that I understand what you guys are saying, but the, the problem that I find is that it is not subtle enough where you cannot catch it. I'm, I cannot go in there and say that Satan has such a temptation that there is no possible way that being used by the spirit, I cannot capture it. I cannot catch it. I cannot stop it. Because then at that point, all the things that scripture tells us about guarding your heart, right? About, about watching the things that we say and the things that we do and all these other warnings. I mean, think about it. Even the Bible says deceitful is the heart above all things, right? Who shall know it? Yeah, but even then God is above all those things. And so as subtle as it may be, I cannot go in there and say that Adam and Eve or Adam, Eve specifically, even though she was deceived, she couldn't have caught it, mm. right? Like all, it was just impossible. She was going to fall. No, with God being guided by a spirit, there is victory there. It's not an, and a, uh, how do I put it? It's not like you are doomed to fail because if that's the case, then what are we doing talking about these things? Mm -hmm. You might as well just throw a, a coin up in the air and just say, Hey, maybe I'm going to be the one that falls. Maybe not. Yeah. And I think, uh, Jesus, showed, Jesus shows a perfect example of that too. You know, when, when Satan is being subtle with scripture, he's, 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 he's being very slight about his words, about it, scripture, but Jesus is holding on to two things. Scripture, it is written, and what was his prayer like before and after that? How was he holding on to God through all that? 
You know what I mean? I think that sometimes Satan, yes, he's very subtle in the things that, oh, we, he says, oh, you know what? If you watch this, this won't affect you. And to us, we're like, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll take that in all day. But if we really are in Scripture and we're praying to God every single day, we know that even the slightest things, even the smallest things affect us and form us. Right. And I think it's when we start, uh, you know, when we stop having that relationship with God, when we stop holding on to Scripture, that those walls start to the, uh, start to fall down and, and that subtlety can can slip past our, our, our defenses. Right. The, uh, the Bible says that the Holy that, that God is able the Holy Spirit is able to bring that uh, to our remembrance the things that you know that 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 we've studied the thing all these different things but if there's no time put into study if there's no time put into prayer what is what is the Holy Spirit going to bring back to your remembrance I, I also want to add what and we've mentioned this verse many many times before first Corinthians chapter 10 verse 13 no temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. But God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with temptation will also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. What mm -hmm. does that tell me right there? I, I, for whatever reason, I find that very clear, right? The devil may throw the craziest temptations and the, and, and, and the most complicated things in the world. And yet, and yet God can still provide a way out. That's right. So, so, you're right. I, I think more than anything, and, and Martin, please feel free to disagree with what I'm saying, but I, I think if I can clarify your position, right, perhaps what you're trying to say is, look, sometimes these things are so subtle, but because we lower our guard, we're in trouble yeah, because yeah. We're, not, mm. we're not holding on to God. We're not allowing the spirit. That's when we get into trouble. Yeah. Um, and and yeah, thank, thank you for for clearing up what I actually meant, you know, for reading, reading <laughs> between the lines. Um, what, what I find concerning also, even with this idea of the mark of the beast and, and even the whole thing with buying and selling, look at, look at the way, the way we humans are, we obsess over certain things. You know, we, 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 we zero in on, 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 on a thing that, that calls to us, whatever it is, you know, like for example, we, we, instead of us focusing and let's use the pandemic, for example, instead of us strengthening our immune system. We stay indoors or or instead of strengthening our immune system and 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 getting our health in order, we 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 pop pills. Right. And I'm not and I'm not saying that that, you know, using uh, certain pills are is bad or or or, or not. I'm, I'm not even going to say that. But what I mean is we tend to obsess about about um, we te we tend to obsess and we tend to gravitate to that that causes us. And because we obsess and gravitate to those things, we tend to lose sight of the bigger picture, especially what Revelation is pointing us to. Revelation is pointing us to the second coming of Christ and to the battle between good and evil, the battle for your mind, the battle for your allegiance, the battle for your heart, the battle for you choose Jesus or choose the world, for you choose what God was promising you, or you choose, in this case, since we, we touched on, and I think briefly we touched on um, the... the um, the buying and selling our world has become think about think about now being indoors being indoors doesn't allow us to go out and i've no, i've talked to plenty of people that that are obsessing on what they can obtain for another covid type of situation and i'm not talking about just like the doomsday preppers i'm talking about like every single every single good intention person 
wants to store up something that they themselves can protect themselves with, but their but their confidence or their trust no longer is on what God can provide, it's on what they can do for themselves. Yeah, that, that, that's just, important. I mean, and this is the whole issue with the with the mark of the beast. Like you were saying, we get obsessed over it. We get obsessed over it that instead of focusing on we, we focus on what is the mark of the beast, when is it gonna come, and what form that we, we and Pastor Dave Ashrick says it, we lose focus on how do I not obtain the mark of the beast? How do I obtain the mark of God? And even when we're going into into what is it, um, chapter 14, there's so many people that get lost in trying to figure out who the 144,000 is that they don't focus on trying to figure out how can I be part of the 144,000? There's both up, there's both ends of the spectrum. And if we go on trying to figure out how can I not get the mark of the beast, chapter 14 tells us everything. Chapter 14 tells us who, who are the ones that don't have the mark of the beast. Well, it tells you right there. His father's name is written on their foreheads. Okay, and who are those that have the father's name written on his foreheads? Plain and simple. Keep on reading in those. Um, keep on reading. Jump to verse 4. These are the ones who are not defiled with the woman, for they are virgins. Women being, 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 being the beast, correct? Um, being other churches. And then it just keeps on telling us all these little things on what we should be focusing on. It's, it keeps on giving us all these little things on how I could become the one sealed by God. Instead of focusing on being sealed by the beast, what the seal is, I think our focus should narrow down to like, okay, fine. I know that that's coming. I know that's factual. I know the Bible's telling me this. How can I be sealed by God? How can I have that seal on my forehead? Uh, go ahead. Go ahead, Andrew. I was about to say something. But go ahead. Yeah. No, go for it. Go for it. No, I was just going to say, I think it's important that whenever we talk about the mark of the beast, right, which includes the name of the beast and the number of the beast, we make that comparison with what Jason just said, which is the name of God on the forehead. And it's right there, right? As soon as you read Revelation 13, you jump into Revelation 14 and you see this. You find out that the seal of God is, in fact, the name of God, which we know when we look at Scripture that the name actually means the character of God. Mm-hmm. Right? When we talk about the name of someone, generally that refers to their character or what that represents about them. And so you can imagine then if we have the name of God on our foreheads, that means that our mode of thinking, that our way of thinking reflects who God is and what God stands for. Whereas if we have the mark of the beast or the name of the beast on our forehead, then we live a life that reflects the way the beast works. It seems, Andrew, I I don't know if you were going to say something about that. Go ahead. No, no, I, I, right, right on, on point with what I was going to say. You know, I think sometimes just like what, what both of you guys were saying, we focus too much on the decision that we don't focus on relationship. We, we're so focused on, oh, am I going to get the barcode? Am I going to get, if, am I putting on the mask? Am, am I going to get the vaccine? Uh, uh, we, we put so much focus on these other things of, you know, oh, when that time comes, I'm, I'm not going to do it, right? But if we were to reverse those things, if we put relationship first, there's no way that we are going to fall for the deception uh, of Satan. There's no way that we would get the mark of the beast. The Bible says in John 6, 39, this is the will of the father who sent me that all he of he that all of that of all he has given me, I should lose nothing, but should raise it up at the last day. If we are his true followers, if we are focusing on relationship as opposed to 
when is it coming when well, uh, uh you know time setting and, and all these different things we are going to be ready god is not going to allow us to fall away if we are his true followers and i had an example that uh this is interesting uh, uh, ellen white writes this in a great controversy in the destruction of jerusalem there was a man that was preaching and preaching and preaching right it says it says for seven years a man continued to go up and down the streets of jerusalem declaring the woes that were to come upon the city by day and by night he chanted the the wild dirge a voice from the from a cast a voice from the west a voice from uh, a voice from the four winds a voice against jerusalem against the temple a voice against the bridegrooms and the uh, and the brides a voice against the whole people it says this strange being was imprisoned and scourged it says but no complaint escaped his lips it says to insult and abuse he answered only woe woe to jerusalem woe to the inhabitants thereof look at what it says here it says his warning cry ceased not until he was slain in the siege in the siege he had foretold and then the very next phrase is so powerful it says not one christian perished in the destruction of jerusalem oh. This is saying that he was out there pre preaching about the destruction of Jerusalem. Woe, Jerusalem. Woe to all you people. He was so focused on the signs and all these different things that he was swept away in all that because he didn't have a relationship with God. Because it says in right there, it says no one Christian perished in the destruction of Jerusalem. That to me tells me he wasn't a Christian. Sometimes. This could happen to us if we're so focused on, oh, is it the vaccine? Is it the mask? Is it uh, the chip? We're so focused on all the details. We forget about relationship. We could be like this man who perishes focusing on the wrong thing. Yeah. 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 I, I, I'm, I'm curious. We're almost up with a, a time here, uh, which is crazy because, Andrew, you were a total prophet in saying that it was not going to be enough time. But, <laughs> uh, but um, I, I do want to ask the following, though. Um, how can I avoid receiving the mark of the beast? Maybe this, this should be the last question of, of today, right? Um, how, can, how can we avoid or, or what can we do? What is our part in making sure we don't receive the mark of the beast? I mean, I think I think in simple simple terms, you know, we gotta we gotta ask God to seal us every day. <laughs> mm. You know, um, uh, if if we if we go in the context of both Revelation thirteen and Revelation fourteen, we gotta obey and listen to that cry of the three angels. You know, not only to uh, you know the, the 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 ones that say you know. Um, if anyone worships the beast, that's a warning, man. We should ask our Lord, like, am I worshiping the beast? You know, um, Babylon, Babylon is fallen, you know, like, okay, you know, God is calling us out of that confusion, uh, out of that. But I think the, the first, the first message is, is the one that, that is, is crucial with us being able to come out of Babylon and us being able to, to, uh, to ask God, Lord, am I, am I worshiping the beast is to fear God, fear God and, 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 you know, fear God and give him glory for the hour of his judgment has come, worship him. You know, the, the more we draw to God, the more we draw to to get to know Him. The more we 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 ask Him to search our hearts, to search our mind, to search where are we placing our 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 trust in, and whom we're placing our trust and trust in. The more He's gonna He's gonna He's gonna show us how to how to remain close to Him, and He will do the sealing for us. He will seal us with His character, 
with his spirit. And if we're already sealed with his character and his spirit, we don't even have to worry about being being sealed or not sealed by by uh, by the mark of the beast. Because if you're already sealed by God by default, you're you're not sealed um, uh, by by the beast. Yeah. Revelation fourteen twelve. Here's the patience of the saints. Here are those who keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. That's it. That's how do I how do I not get the mark of the beast? Keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. Andrew, yeah. what do you think? Yeah. Uh, in short, you know, it, it, I just, I'm going to read a, a couple portions of, of, you know, those who are uh, are sealed. You know, and I think this is a perfect way. It, it, it says uh, in describing those, right, who are sealed on the forehead, you know, it says, and it says, uh, these are the ones who come out of the great tribulation. It says, and washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb, who is Jesus. You know, I, you know, if, if if it was up to us, you know, the punishment, the wages of sin is death, right? But if we are constantly, every single day, washing ourselves, making our, purifying ourselves through Jesus, hanging on to Jesus, right? He's the one that's going to, to, to make us clean. It continues. It says, "The Lamb." who is in the midst of the throne will shepherd them and lead mm. them. Is Jesus the one who is shepherding you? Mm. The last one, it says, these are the ones who follow the lamb wherever he goes. He goes. These yeah. are the ones who follow Jesus wherever he goes. The ones yeah. who are washed by his blood. You know, that yeah. is the way that we avoid getting the mark of the beast, not focusing on all these externals. Yes, these things are important, but relationship first. You know what? I'm going to sit kind of right in the middle of uh, Jason and Andrew text wise. And I, and I think that, that the solution or the best way to make sure you do not receive the mark of the beast is by listening to the first angel's message, listening to all three for that matter. But the first angel message is the one that calls us to action, right? Second angel's message tells us what the situation of the world is. And the third angel's message tells us what not to do. Mm-hmm. And the first angel's message is very clear. Andrew had quoted this uh, when we started the conversation, but right, but it fear God and give him glory for That's the right. hour of judgment has come and worship him who created the heavens and the earth. And, and so fear God, give glory to God, and worship God. And, and I and I I think that if we live our lives consistently fearing God, glorifying God, worshiping God. I think we're going to be okay in the long run. Doesn't mean that we won't uh, slip and fall. Doesn't mean that we're going to all of a sudden, you know, it, it. we're not perfect. But if we do those things, I think we're going to be okay. Now, guys, we got to end the conversation. Partly my fault, pretty much. But 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 here we go, okay? Um, we're, we're, gonna, we're actually going to do something to all of you who are watching us uh, right now. We're actually going to continue this conversation, but it's going to be offline basically. And we're going to add in the supplemental information that we had not gotten to because we do have more. Because actually in two weeks, we're going to be having a conversation on humanism. All right. So this kind of goes along. We haven't quite touched that, but what if we're not worshiping God, what is it that we're worshiping then? Mm-hmm. And, and that's kind of where we want to go to. And that's going to happen in two weeks, March 12th, almost the anniversary of the shutdown of, of the pandemic. Right. Um, and so we're, <laughs> We're going to be talking about humanism, and we don't want you to miss that. But in between that, we're going to be having a chat that we're going to post on the YouTube page. We hope you guys are going to tune in and watch it. 
and it's just going to be the ending of this conversation. In other words, some additional things that we want to get to, specifically the mean of the mark of the beast. I mean, what does that have to do with Sunday, Saturday type of thing? It's right? going to be oh, on Patreon. I, I don't. <laughs> we don't have Patreon. We don't have Patreon. I'm just kidding. But I will tell you, we're also going to answer some of the things that we just didn't have time to answer today. Uh, you know, I want to thank Michelle. I want to thank James for their comments. They were very active in the chat today. Um, yeah, and so there was, guys. it was great. Yeah, absolutely. That, that we want to get to, and we want to talk about and, and, you know, valid points that we want to make sure that and uh, we like those curveballs. Yes, for sure. For sure. No, and, and, yeah. and not just that, if you, if you really have more comments or more things that you want to talk to us about something that you didn't put in the chat, hit us up on our social media. Yeah. Well, Instagram, our Instagram, you could DM us on there. It has our email for all four of us. See all of this. Yeah, so no yeah. matter what, one of us will answer it, um, and just just do it on there. If, if, we, if we don't have more time here, but we definitely have a lot of time in our in our inbox. For sure, for sure. And you know what? And Michelle just brought in this one last comment. I think it's just great. I think it's a good way to end, right? She says, "Trusting in Jesus daily, worshiping Him, and honoring His words, glorifying God, and keeping our eyes on Him, we will not get the mark." Amen. Amen. I, I agree, one hundred percent. I know Guys, her. I know yeah. her. Amen. Amen. <laughs> we, we want to wrap this up uh, again. So much more to this conversation. And we do hope that, uh, that you'll get a little bit more of that as, as the time comes by. Uh, Andrew, will you lead us with a final prayer? Absolutely. It would be my pleasure. Bow our heads. Dear Lord and Heavenly Father, Lord, as uh, we've just wrapped up this conversation, Lord, we just, Lord, ask at this time, Lord, that, um, with everything that we've studied, everything that we've talked and discussed, Lord, that uh, we may reflect on this, Lord, and, and really take it to heart, Lord. That, um, you know, these are very uh, serious issues, especially as we're coming to the close of time, Lord. And these are things that we do not want to uh, just put to the side. You know, your word says that, that we have to take prophecy into account, Lord. But at the same time, we want to take a balanced approach, Lord, and we want you to put the prophecy that we want to be able to see prophecy through your eyes, Lord, and that it ultimately may lead us to you, Lord, uh, in everything that's that's going on around this world, Lord. We just want to hang on to you, Lord, and that uh, you would wash away our sins daily, Lord, and that ultimately, if we hang on to you, Lord, we will not get the mark of the beast, Lord. We just ask that you would be present uh, now as we're entering the Sabbath, Lord, and also uh, in our lives daily. We ask a special blessing on all our hearers uh, that will hear this and uh, have that were here with us, Lord, and that will hear this in the future. Lord, we ask all this in your name. I pray. Amen. 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 All right. So, hey, that was another Keep Calm Avenal conversation. We want to thank all of you for joining us. If you're watching us live or if you're watching us later, it's fine. We hope that you like the new setup here. I think it went fairly well. I have some moments maybe where our, where our I, internet kind of fails. I was, I was it glitching. Yeah, you were, doing the, <laughs> you were doing the robot through all of it, bro. You were doing the robot. Okay. It looked good. The good but is that the audio was clear. The audio was clear. Was good. Absolutely. Absolutely. But again, we hope that you were blessed. We hope that you're going to have a great Sabbath as well. Uh, and as on behalf of the team here, uh, you know, when the mark of the beast is starting to impose itself upon us and you can feel the pressure of those that cannot buy or sell and you're just like, what am I going to do? Hey, we got five words for you. We always have five words for you. It's the same five words that we keep repeating over. Keep calm. Keep calm. And Advent on. Keep looking to the That's coming right. of Jesus. You will never fail if you keep looking at Jesus. He's coming soon. God bless. Have a good night. We'll see you soon.